1: Welcome back. WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, with you. 215-592-9494. That's how you join us. we got Kyle behind the glass. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Elliot Shore Parks on all things Eagles free agency offseason here. Champ camp check in later in the show on the Phil's. And how about this? Stay tuned all day because the uh, afternoon show, Mark Cerise down there in Clearwater. I-, I guess they drew the first straw. They get to be the first show that heads to spring training. So they uh, Yeah. <laughs> Baseball guys down in Clearwater. So they're coming up uh, obviously later today down in Clearwater with the Phil's stuff. We'll get to the latest on Andrew Painter and. Couple of theories on what's going on there. And of course a big Sixers win last night. Before we get back to the phone lines here, Jalen Hurts, Howie Roseman, who do you think is more responsible for the success of the 2023 Eagles? And of course our midday show Eagles bracket as we play out the free agents here. Hugh, interesting day yesterday around the NFL. And, and the biggest story was Lamar Jackson. So no contract from the Ravens. That's not surprising. I mean, this has been going on for a couple years now. They're they're not giving him what he wants. But they put the tag on him, which allows him to leave. Like he can he can negotiate with anybody he wants. And if someone signs him, they gotta give the Ravens two first round picks. If they really wanted to keep him, like that wouldn't have been the tag they put on him. Yet you yesterday, like, as soon as it happened, all these reports come out that none of these teams, like quarterback needy teams, the Falcons, all of them are like, Yeah, we're not interested.
2: You know what? And that that's why when when I heard this initially, my thought was, because my whole mantra last year in Atlanta was that you want to go out and you want to get Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson instantly makes your team a better team, especially when you talk about the NFC South, makes them a better team. And at the end of the year, Desmond Ritter was the starter in Atlanta. There was not a whole lot of uh, confidence in him returning as the starter. That's why when Kyle brought this to my attention, I was, and this happened all in like the last night, when I heard that they franchise-tagged, Lamar Jackson, my first thought was, wow, that was kind of late because it was like 4 o'clock when it came across at 3.30 or something like that. It was it was down to the wire. It was at the absolute last minute that you could franchise tag somebody because I think the deadline was at 4 o'clock. I was like, hmm. They waited to the absolute last minute to do this. And then I was just like, wow, that's kind of weird. So I wonder what their end game is. They don't want to lose them, you know, just, just going through the different scenarios in my head and everything. But then almost immediately after that, it came across my phone because I still get updates from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It said that the Atlanta Falcons have come out and said they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. I was like, hmm, that's interesting because that's the first time ever that they've said anything publicly about Lamar Jackson. Like, because that was just me speculating and talking sure. about making the team better and, and, you know, talking about how much you need a quarterback. So I get here this morning. I was like, collusion. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. That make that make to me, I hate to say that that's the case. But think about it like this, Joe. When when you look at the NFL, the one position that is putting a strain on all NFL teams potentially is the quarterback spot. And to have Geno Smith sign the deal that he signed yesterday, and then to have Daniel Jones sign the the somewhat friendly deal that he signed yesterday. When you talk about potentially what he could have signed for a longer term deal. Mm-hmm. You look at it, and you're like, wow. They are trying – it feels like – I don't know this for sure, allegedly. It feels like they're trying to reset the quarterback market.
1: Well, especially after what happened with Deshaun Watson last yes. year. Because we know creepy. Lamar wants a guaranteed deal. Well, you're not the only one. Kyle's not the only one to to start thinking about this. Because it, it's you know it's kind of interesting just to think, like, Five or six quarterback needy teams are just all of a sudden not interested in pursuing a former MVP. Mike Florio, CBS Sports Radio, on CBS Sports Radio last night with Zach Gelb. Here's what he had to say about what's going on here with this Lamar thing.
3: The accusation has already been made of collusion as it relates to the Ravens' refusal to give Lamar Jackson the same contract as Deshaun Watson, who got it last year despite having 20-plus civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct during massage therapy sessions hanging over him at the time. The minute that the Ravens apply the non-exclusive franchise tag, making it clear that by next week – and nobody had to make a decision today. Yeah, They can't start today. But all of a sudden, it's Falcons leaked to ESPN, Panthers leaked to the Athletic, and then ultimately Dolphins leaked to ESPN. They're not looking for quarterbacks. I guess it's harder to prove collusion. I don't know. I think they're making it easier to
1: prove collusion. Yeah, I mean, it's different because they're all quarterback teams. The one thing I will say, though, and I don't know what's going on here. I will be surprised, too, if we get to next week. He could talk to, he's almost like a free agent. He's allowed to talk to teams next yeah. week. If nobody contacts Lamar and nobody tries to That's talk shady. to him, that would be weird. The one thing I would say, though, is... It is a big price to pay because he wants a guaranteed contract, and you have to give the Ravens two first-round picks for him. So, is he worth two first-round picks and that money?
2: Is he what? This is the better question to ask. Is he? Is he a better quarterback than Big Creepy? I
1: think he is. I think that's what you're
2: like. And and listen, when we're talking about, I'd rather have him than (laughs) than than what. Listen, because what we're talking about right now, this is beyond football. This is beyond football. Cleveland Browns. Messed it up for everybody mm-hmm. when they gave him that deal because they wanted a quarterback so bad that they went out and they paid this guy who had all these allegations, all this money. And now the NFL is trying, in my opinion, this is mine, is trying to do a hard reset when it comes to that quarterback market. And and this is the problem with that. And, and this is the reason why I think it might work because you don't have that much time in the NFL. Longevity in the NFL is not that long. Uh, you look at the Deshaun Watson situation. And you say what well, he set for a couple of years before he actually played, but they waited for him. Lamar Jackson is in a situation, say, for instance, if he goes out there, he gets franchise tagged. The way that he plays, he is susceptible to being injured. And he's susceptible to having an injury that could, could potentially you know, end his career. Sure. It feels to me like they're kind of banking on that.
1: Well, and the other thing, I mean, from our perspective here, I mean, Jalen Hurts and his agent are watching this because, uh, you know, I think Jalen's a better thrower of the football than Lamar, but they they have some similarities to the game. They both run a lot. Like, you look at their carries. So, you know, whatever Jalen's asking for guaranteed money, like, I'm sure it would help him if Lamar got a lot, right, because then his agent could say, well, Jalen's been to a Super Bowl. Lamar hasn't. Now, if Lamar's not only going to get this transition tag, that's not much money compared to everybody else. No, it's
2: not. And then you look at the situation where, you know, he has his mother representing and Maybe they're trying to send a message to her, like, you know, what, you're not about to strong arm the NFL because I think they've taken a hard stance on the position that they're in. Because the last time I heard that they were like $100 million apart. Yeah. That was the last report being being reported.
1: I'll be very curious, Kai, when we get to next week. Like, I think it's, you know, I understand that the idea of collusion right now, if nobody talks to him next week, that would be bizarre because
4: 26-year-old former MVPs just don't hit the market. I'm already sold on the collusion. I know, you're all in. I I mean, yeah, think about it. This guy, you just mentioned it, he's 26 years old. This guy, Stetson Bennett, that's coming out is 25. So this guy's around, you know, entering, uh, entering league-entering rookie age right now. A former league MVP just threw 36 touchdowns a few years ago. It just wouldn't make sense for all these teams to not even dip their toes in the water and see what he might be asking for or do any due diligence whatsoever. It just screams collusion to me.
1: Well, and they don't have like, to, to get him here. You don't have to give him the, the biggest contract ever. You said to beat the Ravens offer. like Whatever that is, you said to be this. It's fascinating. But how about this from Florio as well? This whole thing could come back to impact the Eagles in a different way. Listen to the team that Mike Florio thinks might be the one to go after Lamar Jackson now. And I got to
3: thinking after they hired Eric B. Enemy, wouldn't it be something if they were just laying in the weeds and they were waiting to change that statement dramatically? Because at the time it was made, surely the Ravens would never let Lamar Jackson have an opportunity to hit the market as a franchise tag player, even if two first round picks are required to get him. And wouldn't it be something if Daniel Snyder, on his way out the door with a five-year fully guaranteed contract that's going to tie the hands of Jess Bezos or someone along those lines and also gives a middle finger to the NFL at a time when the NFL doesn't want fully guaranteed contracts. There's just something about that that is intriguing to me because it's a check that Daniel Snyder will write but never have to cash. How about that one? I,
2: I would love, like, listen, Daniel Snyder, if you're listening, do that. Give the, give the NFL the middle finger That's because that, that's what you're doing because that's what this feels like. You know, you talk about this quarterback market and how they drive the market and the fact that you don't want to pay Lamar Jackson all of this money and you just gave it to a guy who had all these allegations, that to me is ridiculous. A lot of people were upset with the Cleveland Browns when they did that. Of course no they were. It, but they weren't the only team that were looking for a quarterback. No, it was
1: Atlanta. It was Carolina. And Atlanta Saints. was
2: Atlanta was the winner in that Deshaun Watson deal, and they didn't get him. So, yeah, please do that. If If you're on the way out because a lot of the owners have kind of turned their back on you, do that. Give the middle finger to the NFL to make that
1: happen. Well, that would be fascinating. Here, here's the problem here in Philadelphia. If that happens, it's two one five five nine two ninety four nine for to weigh in on all of this, the collusion, you know, accusations in the NFL right now with Lamar Jackson, of course, Jalen Hurts, and Howie Roseman. Who's more responsible for this team moving forward? But Hugh, if that happens, it, let's just play it out. Let, let's say Daniel Snyder does it, and he gives Lamar the contract and he steals him from the Ravens. Hugh, the quarterbacks in the NFC East. I know we we, we look at the Eagles as above everybody else. Here's how good the quarterback. Quarterbacks would be in the NFCs. Daniel Jones would be the worst one, and yeah. he's not bad—not that bad. Like he's middle of the pack now, right? He'd be the worst one. It would be Jalen, and then however you want to rank Lamar and Dak. I and mean, then I, I think Lamar's a little bit better, but Lamar, Dak, right? And then Jones. Like that's an amazing quarterback division. Yeah, it changes the dynamic. Yeah, everything.
2: it changes the dynamic of everything, and and that makes this division a little bit tougher. Yes, makes it a little bit tougher.
1: Uh, I mean, the, the I mean the Commanders haven't had a good quarterback since Cousins, and that's the only good quarterback they've had in two decades. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know it'd be funny if they ended up with him. Let's go to the phone lights here. Let's talk to Keith in Northland. What's up, Keith? Keith, uh,
5: yes. That, that Jalen Hurts. Hello, guys. We got yeah, we you, got Keith. You. We're all ready. The Jalen Hurts and Roseman question is really a loaded question because when you think about it, the onus is on Howie to put the team together. That's why his incumbent of Jalen to cut, take less so that he could do that and. Number two, I mean, not not less than Daniel Jones. He make he don't deserve forty million. Everybody know that. But and when it comes to the Kelsey question, you, you're better off Kelsey retires so that you can spread that money around to some of your younger guys like Epps and and uh, Garner Johnson, your middle linebacker, your other linebacker on the left side. You have to have a move a youth movement to give Jalen. A fair chance to win the Super Bowl. If you tie yourself too long to some of these old guys and tie up the money, you're gonna have a, a cap problem and you're gonna have a talent problem. You have to have a little bit of a youth movement. So you go after somebody like Hassan Ridgway from the San Fran. You get rid of uh what's the big guy in the middle for us to tackle? Hargrave. Hargrave. You let Hargrave walk, he's not worth twenty million to us. You let him walk, you let you let uh Brandon Graham and them guys, if they want to take a friendly contract, say five million dollars, because you're only playing part time. I mean, them guys wouldn't have those numbers if they had to play full
1: time. Well, that's well, that part's true. But they Keith. have, yeah, they have the numbers, which complicates for But Keith, I, I think you and I see the Kelsey thing similarly. Like, obviously, yeah. if Kelsey wants to come back, they're going to have him back. But everybody I, I, loves- I do see the benefit if he retires. Like, that's fourteen yeah. million, and you can play Jergens. Man, well, was-
5: everybody loves Kelsey, but if you use your common sense, you really need him to retire and, and get off your book, so that that money goes to your young guys so that your team keeps getting better and is competitive.
2: Man, listen, I, I, I understand. I respect your opinion. But Kelsey, to me, is just as important as the quarterback because he sees the stuff, especially when you talk about line fronts and, and, and potential blitzes. He sees right. more of that stuff than the quarterback does. You're like right. he's he's in lockstep has with his
5: replacement though. Here. And he
2: picked I, him and, out. And, listen, and I ain't ready for him to play yet. <laughs> Cuz if you were better than me, guess what? You'd be playing. Like that's that's the reality of the situation. If it, 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 you know everybody talk about this youth movement and all this other stuff, if he was better than Jason Kelsey, he would be on the field right
1: now and he's not. Well, he's not but, but Kelsey's an all-pro. I mean that's that's why <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, and yeah. he's but, still playing
2: and he's still playing at a high yeah, level. He is.
5: But it's true. Which is true. So y'all
2: talking about, like, listen, if there's anybody, and I'm a, def- I'm a defensive player, is there's if there's anybody I'm willing to, to, to make that deal for, it's him. I'm okay. keeping him.
5: All right, let's look at it like this real quick, Hugh. I'm a big Hugh Douglas fan, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to hear nobody telling me a couple years from now, Hugh can't walk. Hugh can't this. Hugh can't that. He's been beat up over the years, too, Hugh. You see the way he walks around on that field. You think about it as a human being. Of course, talent-wise, you're right. Human-being-wise, you know what you want Kelsey to do? Man, you had a great year, man. Go enjoy your family. You know what? Listen,
2: let me tell you what $14 million is going to do. Yeah, get him, but- get him a nice therapist, and if he needs one, we have a nice wheelchair as well too. But that's the sacrifice that you well, make.
1: and and it's 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 what I mean, all you guys make. Yeah, Keith, we hey, appreciate listen, me. that's the
2: sacrifice that you make playing this game, man. Listen, the other day we walking in here, and I was telling Joe, my back hurts like it was hurting because you know got up this morning and ran, and the knees feel bad. Or whatever, playing on that turf, man. Listen, that's the sacrifice I made. And guess what? If I could do it all over again, I would do it for the ten plus five more. If I could get it out. I mean, because that's that's how much this game means to some of us. You know, that's why Brandon Graham is so important for him to be here for the next couple of years to leave leave his legacy here and this be the only place that he plays. I hear what you're saying, man, but listen, when you sign up to play this game, you sign up for all of that.
1: You do, and and for Kelsey, obviously, for and for a lot of players, it, it, he's well compensated, right? Like, he, yeah, and that's why that's why he's come back to play. 94-94. five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's hit Ron in South Jersey. What's up, Ron?
6: Hey, let me get you all speaker. You got, got it, Ron. Good morning, Atlanta. <laughs> What's going hey, on? Hey, Ron. <laughs> Good morning, Atlanta. Um, <laughs> I told you, it's you. That's your mantra. Yeah, that's, man. my that's my it. mantra, dog. I, 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 I can it I might even make a shirt for you and mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh,
6: now, you know, what this, this whole – I heard it yesterday, of course, with Lamar's stuff, and it just it really bugs me about the whole collusion thing. I heard this morning on one of the reports that – You know, of course, the Players Association is watching this very closely. You know, my, my question is really this. If one dumb team, meaning the Browns, made another dumb mistake that they do year after year, why does the rest of the NFL have to follow along?
1: They don't. I mean, I, I, Ron, they don't. No, I mean, no one No one is beholden to do anything, right? Like, and, that, and that's why the Ravens have not given this guy the contract that he wants so far. Yeah, they, but they're, they're not trying doing to,
2: it. They're trying to do a hard reset, too, Ron. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, because and this and money they, is it, about to get ridiculous.
1: Right, Hugh. And I and I completely agree with you. I mean,
6: I mean, it, I don't think necessarily it's the contract itself. I think it goes back to what you guys have been talking about, and I agree 100%. I think it's it's the guaranteed part. And, again, you know, they're, they're – in everything in life, whether it's your personal life, your relationship life, whatever, at some point, there comes a time where you got to step back and go, you know what? Okay, look, hard reset. We got we to gotta bring this back a little bit. And, and I think that's true for everybody, no matter whether it's work related or like I said, personally, you know, it, it's. It's just something you have to do. And I think the NFL is at that point. I mean, what are we looking at now? What, two, three years from now? They, we're talking about quarterbacks getting $500 million yeah, they,
1: contracts?
2: Yes, they, they, they need to figure out how they do it. But but I'll tell you what, Ron, this is not the way.
1: Well, yeah, so I think there there's two different things here. And, Ron, it's, it's a good call, and we appreciate it. Hugh, I think there's, yes, I think we could all say, maybe these guys are starting to get paid too much. You can't build a team around them. But if there if there is collusion, that's illegal. Yeah. You can't it, do it, that. It,
2: it's illegal. And And think about it like this. Remember a few years – well, what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when the NFL came out and said, hey, these first-round draft picks, the money is not matching the talent that's coming yeah, out. it was 2011, the CBA Yeah, it was yeah. something like the that. The lockout, yeah. Yeah, and they said we need to do a hard reset on the cap. They did that. They got what they wanted. The way that they're going about this is not the right way to do it. It's not because you're, you're basically – you're freezing this young man out because he's asking for a lot of money that – you know, when you look at it, I know he was hurt this year – but when you talk about when they throw words around like character guy and all this other stuff and, and and stand up individual, he's way more stand up than the dude that got the money. He's trying to compare his money to. No way doubt, more. no doubt.
1: I think if it was just like I don't have a problem with what the Ravens have done. If they don't want to pay him that, that's their prerogative. Just let him let him go somewhere. Else. And they might they might be right that they could win more without him. They get the two first round picks. They could reset. Like I don't think the Ravens have anything wrong on this. But if it's the whole league, if everyone's in, if all the owners are in on this, that's. I That's the problem.
2: It might be they might be a little bit upset because of the arrogance of his mother, you know, because she's his agent, and, and maybe it's it's part of the you know the reason why they feel the way they do. They don't want to negotiate with her because it sounds like I don't know this for sure, but it sounds like she's taking a hard line. Mm-hmm. Sounds like she's like, listen, if we're a hundred million dollars part. There's no need for us to even. Have
1: a conversation. I wonder where this goes. Like if if no one pursues him, he, he just has to go back to Baltimore. Somebody's gonna. Get, I, somebody's I, gonna do something. I do that. think someone breaks 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 rank. Like if, whether yeah. it's the, the Dolphins owner who's the quarterback. You need a quarterback. Yeah, some quarterback. someone's gonna get desperate. Or Tom and just, Brady
4: comes out of time. Well, I how, how could he go back to Baltimore after this? Though? It's so awkward. Like, it, I, does this ever work out where there's big public nasty negotiations like this, you and the guy what, goes you know back? You, can get out, you know build? how you can get out of Baltimore? I will tell you the surefire way to get out of Baltimore. You go
2: down in Coach Harbaugh office and you slap him across his lips <laughs> and walk out.
4: Is that your advice for Lamar officially? <laughs> No, I'm
2: just saying, I'm not I'm just saying if you really want to leave, ain't no listen, go slap him across the lips.
4: <laughs> There's a lot of things he could do if he really wanted to. <laughs> you know what
2: I'm saying? Leave. If you want if you really want like if you really want out of Baltimore, that's a surefire way to get out of Baltimore.
1: Well, I mean if he I, I think he's I don't think he's gonna play it down for the Ravens again. I, I think <laughs> you know it's over. Up? I think it's over. It's a matter of how it plays out. That.
2: What's that? what's that, what's that, what's that, uh, franchise tag? I'll
1: come to camp. <laughs> like, you're going to
2: get, you to wait a minute, you're talking about
1: what, 35 million? Yeah, 32,
2: 33, something I'm going like to be here, but I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> wait, I, we, we come into the summer, where'd you go? I, I would come to work every day, At i know how unhappy I am to be here, but I'm going to
1: be I'm here, but I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Let's hit LT. So what's up, LT. LT, with us, buddy? Watch, bitch. You LT, watch TV. LT, what's he? Why what are he's watching? You absolutely hate yeah, to see Yeah, you that. do. Spanky <laughs> in Southwest. <laughs> what's up, Spanky? What's up? What's up, fellas? Uh, real
8: quick, Q. I, I met you a long time ago when I used to manage the Strauss Auto on uh, Columbus Boulevard. You used to come to my store and, and shop a little bit. You and King Downlop. you was always a good dude. I appreciated that. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. That's a name right. I haven't heard in a long time. Me, me neither. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a frequent customer of mine. So uh I, I say that this I, I'm going to be honest with you when they won it uh, when they lost the Super Bowl right I wasn't really upset I cried when they won it the first on um, the uh, a couple years ago I cried when they won that but when they lost this one I really wasn't that much upset because I just I felt those though we lost that game, and I thought that we were a better team, and I thought we lost that game. But I was so proud of Jalen, and that's why I say if it if it if it comes down to it, I think it's more on him to, to carry the team because how are we gonna do what he can do? But if Jalen can if Jalen can do what he did last year and take his game to another level, he, he's just gonna be on his back. I'm I'm looking forward to him carrying us. Well, yeah, Spanky, back with the same
1: team. yeah, and I think what we all saw in the Super Bowl was just so amazing, so impressive, and 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 to your point, if he plays like an MVP, like, just go through it, MVP quarterbacks r- rarely, you know, MVP caliber quarterbacks, Spanky, their teams don't go 8-8, eight and eight, right, they, they win games, so yeah, they're going to lose players, but I think you and I see it the same, if Hurts plays at a high level again, they're going to be okay.
8: Like, like like look at Mahomes. He lost his he lost his man, mm-hmm. and he still and he still took them to Super Bowl. And he he just got to be that player. And when the, and when the season first came out, before they even started games, I said I was talking to Ike and um Ike and Johnny, and I said, look, he got to prove that he can win games, win games, mm-hmm. not not just. Um, you know, manage him. He had the pool; he can win games, and I think he's done that. So right now, he has to take that another step, and the step is going to be if he got to carry him, he got to carry him. I'm not afraid of nobody in this conference. I think they're going to be fine. I think we're going to lose some cats on defense. Look, Fred Fletcher will probably go. It is what it is. I would love to keep Hargrave. Um. I think um, uh, Blankenship, he showed me something. I think he a young talent. If we lose, um, we lose the safety. But on the offensive side, I think they need another back. Uh, I just, I like, I like, I, liked, um, uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, I like Miles Sanders, but I just didn't like, I don't think he hit the hole hard enough for me. Well, uh, yeah, and,
1: he, and Spanky, he declined it. Yeah, he, I don't know if he's banged up with the knee, but he declined it as year went on. Spanky, we appreciate it, man. Love your call. It, it's on, listen, it comes down to this. The quarterback. And the GM, who's this on? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. For me, moving forward, it's on Jalen Hurts. If the Eagles are a big success in twenty twenty three, played at a high level, he puts it on Howie to put the right piece around him. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All your phone calls coming up. We'll have another matchup from our Eagles free agency bracket. We'll talk to Elliot Tripparks and all your takes on the Lamar Jackson potential collusion in the NFL. 215-592-9494. We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, 215 592 9494 That is how you get aboard here on a Wednesday morning. We'll get back to the phones here. Talking about Jalen Hurts, Howie Roseman, who's more responsible for the 2023 Eagles, their success moving forward, and, of course, all this Lamar Jackson stuff. Champ Camp Check-In coming up next hour. Right now, though, let's go out to the guest line. Elliot Shoreparks joining us for his weekly spot.
7: Elliot, what's up? What up, guys? How you guys doing? How you doing today, man? (laughs) Doing good, man. I'm excited. I feel like after the Super Bowl, there was a bit of a lull, a lot of talk about, you know, fields and flags and all that. I'm excited that it's going to be real news over the next week. So I'm pumped for free agency to get started.
2: Yeah, it's coming. But I'm curious because we've been t- we, me and Joe have been kicking this around all morning long. Who is this upcoming season more on? Is it on Howie or yeah. Jalen?
7: It's always on the quarterback. It always is. And the reality is Jalen's life is going to change for the way better. He'll be a very rich man. But his life changes when he signs his contract. I remember with Carson in 2017, right? When Carson got paid, it turned into every week, and I believe rightfully so, did Carson play well enough for, for them to win? Even games that they lost shootouts, it's why didn't Carson score enough points, right? We can talk about you know, what he's gonna, what, how he's going to do at safety, what he's going to do at number two cornerback, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying those don't matter at all, but ultimately, from here on out, where well, the Eagles are about Jalen and whether or not each week he will play well enough for them to win. So it is 100% to me on Jalen next year.
1: Yeah, with well, great power, Elliot comes great responsibility. And for the Eagles, obviously, paying Jalen Hurts is going to be a priority this offseason. What did you make? What have you made so far of the quarterback market? Um, I mean, Hurts is going to come in over all these guys that have gotten signed the last couple of days. But what have you made of Geno, uh, certainly Daniel Jones within the division? Give, me, give us your takes yeah. on what we've seen so far quarterback-wise in the market.
7: Well, I think the biggest takeaway is if you look at last year with how the Giants started, Brian Dable, I think there was an argument to be made. Okay, the Giants are an up-and-coming team. Maybe you have to worry about them. I think the Eagles can rest easy at the Novacare and saying, okay, the Giants are actually still a terribly run franchise. Because when you look at how they handled that Daniel Jones contract, I don't think you can handle anything worse in terms of making the negotiations hard, right? like setting a hard line and then still paying him $40 million a year for a quarterback that had 15 passing touchdowns last year or whatever it was, right? So I think in that regard, the Daniel Jones contract is great news for Eagles fans and for the Eagles organization because it once again points out that Giants are not a well-run franchise. <laughs> so that, that, that to me is, is the biggest takeaway from the quarterback market. The Lamar Jackson one is interesting. I think that when you look at how, how important quarterback, uh, obviously, the position is, Lamar is probably a top 10 quarterback. Now I do think there's serious questions or at least fair concerns about he has missed time over the last two years. Like what are you getting in Lamar next year? I think is a bit of a question mark, Mm -hmm. but ultimately I think that he's, if you're Washington or Atlanta or Carolina, you just show him whatever he wants and sign him because not only can he be a great player, he makes you relevant. Whatever team Lamar is on is relevant. And I think that's something that teams are, should be willing to pay for
2: you know, this is curious because there's a lot of different people on, on one side of this fence or the other, but C.J. G.J., number one question I have is what do you think the market is going to be for him? And number two, why do you think the Eagles chose not to franchise tag him?
7: Well, because I don't think smart teams use the franchise tag. I think a really good way to look around the league and go, okay, which teams are running are running well and which teams are not is seeing which teams are using the franchise tag. Like the the Giants used SA on a running back. The Cowboys use it on a running back. The Cowboys have used it, I think, six years in a row or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well-run teams don't use the franchise tech, right? So that's why I think they didn't use it on CJ. CJ. Uh, now, ultimately, what will his market be? I think it's interesting because he had a lot of interceptions last year, and I think he had a good year. I don't know if he had a great year. Like prior to that injury, I thought he was playing. He was getting interceptions, which, which matters. He's really good at nickel. He's probably okay at safety. I just think free agency, like ultimately you want to pay for an elite skill set. And I just, I'm not sure he has that elite skill set. So while I do think he'll get paid because he's young and he's versatile and all that, I think he'll probably end up being overpaid. Elliot, should
1: should fans be bracing for a boring Eagles free agency? I think we all see the writing on the wall for the top guys. I mean, I'm looking at NFL.com's uh, top 101 right now, and I think three of the top four are Eagles with the, th- the three big names we've been talking about. So these guys are probably gone, but I, I just think back to this. The Eagles rarely sign those guys. Like, if, if they weren't Eagles... Hargrave, Bradbury, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson. I don't think we would be talking about the Eagles getting them because that's not where they usually shop in free agency. You know, I I would think, you know, back to the McLeod, Brandon Brooks, Reddick, they usually shop more in the middle for those like 26 year olds. Do you think it's going to be boring or, or are they going to sign some guys that we're not talking about right now next week that like, oh, they're going to become the next versions of those players?
7: Yeah. So I think you know this from your time, you know, covering the team the last few years. Hugh, obviously, you know this from following them and playing with the team. Like, I'll never say the Eagles are going to be boring because with Howie Roseman as general manager, you just never know, right? Last year looked like it was going to be boring, and then they go out and they trade for A.J. Brown on draft night. They sign uh, James Bradbury. They trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So ultimately, I think with Howie Roseman running the show, you always have to be prepared for a big move. But I think that when you look at the reality of where they are at, I think they are planning on not having a huge splash-off season. I think the Jalen contract is going to be their splash move. It's going to be maybe the most expensive move any team makes this offseason. And I think that they're going to focus on the draft. So I do believe they'll have one big swing in free agency in terms of bringing either their own guy back or somebody else. I think they will want to do something. But I don't think you're going to see four or five moves in the first week of free agency when we're sitting here and going, wow, the Eagles have been the most aggressive team in the league.
2: Javon Hargrave coming back here next year? Is he moving on?
7: He's such a tough situation because I, when I was in the combine last week, I was told by somebody he could end up getting the most money of any non-quarterback free agent. So I think he is going to get paid. The, the, the only reason I hesitate to say he's not completely gone is because I think the Eagles would pay for that skill set, right? Like a pass rushing defensive lineman is one of the most lucrative positions you can have in the NFL. So while I think that the chances are not great because I think some team is just going to pay him a ton of money, I do think the Eagles are willing to pay. It's just a matter of whether it gets to the point where they just, they can't do it. So I would guess no, but I, again, I with all those guys, Chauncey, Hargrave, Bradbury, I'm at like, you know, 30% or whatever that mm. that they could be back individually. Cause I do think they might sign one of them, just a matter of where the market dictates.
1: Elliot, as we look forward here, whether it be free agency or, or the draft obviously coming up in a little over a month and the Eagles have the 10th pick, what, where do you think the priority is going to be? Because last year, and just moving forward, like the offense is, was the, where this team really erupted last year, and they have a lot of continuity there. But you know, the, the defense is going to lose a lot. Like If you were running this, if you were Howie, would you keep going all in on offense? Like We've seen mock drafts have them in an offensive lineman, B. John Robinson, 30th pick, maybe a third wide receiver. W- would you want to go all in on the offense or look towards keeping the balance and, and replenishing the defense here?
7: So I'm always going all in on offense. That's why I think Sayamalu is their most important free agent, right? Because if they don't re-sign Sayamalu and Kelsey retires, which we don't know that yet, my guess is he's back, but let's say he does retire. You're then talking about paying a quarterback $50 million a year and putting in front of him Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, and maybe Jack Driscoll, right? So ultimately, I think the offense always deserves priority. But at number 10 in the draft, I think that it's, far and away the best player is going to be a defensive guy. I mean, taking the quarterback out of it, you know, assuming they, they, they don't draft a quarterback. But at number 10, if you look at it, I think uh, defensive tackle could be the best position. I think cornerback could be the best position. I, I just don't see an offensive player there that they would take at 10. Now, if they trade back to, to 16 or something, maybe then does Bijan Robinson enter the conversation maybe, but ultimately, whether I want to prioritize offense or not, whether they wisely want to prioritize it, I just think in that range, it's going to be a defensive guy.
1: Yeah, it, you know how Elliot, it might be that that's what they seem to always do here. So this whole thing starts on give us a timeline and what we should expect this weekend. So the legal tampering starts Monday. We're going to be at McGurk's all of us next Wednesday. Give us a timeline of when you think we're going to start hearing some news on these guys.
7: Yeah, so I'll be at McGurk 6 a.m. to six P.M. next Wednesday. So I'm excited to to be there for the whole show with you guys. But on Monday, yeah, Monday the legal tampering begins. So this is when I mean reality, tampering has already begun for weeks. Like that's what the combine's all about. But Monday is when we'll really start to hear, okay, this team is in on this guy. So that that'll begin Monday. And then Wednesday is the start of the new league year. So that's not only when deals can be executed. But it's when trades can happen. It's when they have to be, you know, like you'll see a lot of salary cap moves before then. My guess is you're going to see a big Lane Johnson restructure. Like that'll be a big way they open up space. Darius Slay is another one that I would keep an eye out for before Wednesday. Because I think if they're going to redo his deal, that happens before Wednesday. If Wednesday morning... Or Wednesday, you know, right before the start of the new league year, if they haven't done it. Then I think you look for Darius Slay trade potentially. But Wednesday is when things will be executed, Monday is when things kind of start to get rolling.
1: And uh, last thing for you, your first mock draft is up. This is version 1.0. How many, how many oh's do you like? Will we get to 10 by the time the draft? How many Elliott uh, mock drafts will we get this uh, this mock draft well, I- season? I-
7: I think with mock drafts, you don't put a number on it. You just do them when you feel it. Right? Yeah. So I'm not going to limit myself to two or three. I, you know, if I get to 14, that's just that's just what spoke to me during this during this pre draft process. So who knows how high how high I'll get on that? But in terms of who I had them taking, I think defensive tackle at number 10 mm. is a position that people are very much looking are 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 skipping over unwisely. So many people are talking about cornerback, and I agree that it's a need they're losing their top four defensive tackles from last year, potentially. Right. And if you look at number 10, uh, I had them taking the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Uh, he had eight sacks last year. He's undersized, but he's super quick off the line. And they really need, especially with Jordan Davis last year, being a run stopping defensive tackle, they need a great pass rushing defensive tackle. So I think at number 10, that's where they'll want
1: to go. Well, last time there was a, an undersized pass-rushing defensive tackle from Pitt, he turned out pretty good, that Aaron Donald guy. So. Yeah, and that's the comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. That's, so, yeah. We are, Elliot, we'll see. We'll be reading, and uh, we'll be listening to the Go Birds pod. Thank you for hopping on. We'll talk. Uh, we'll see you next week over at uh, McGurk's. Sounds good. Talk to you guys then. All right, have a good one. There he goes, Elliot Short Park. So, how about that? L- Elliot threw out that he thinks Sayamalu is the top free agent here.
2: It's hard to say, man, because you know we're we're sitting here speculating and, and we're trying to read the tea leaves, but we never know. That that's the beautiful thing about what how he does and the Eagles do, what all teams do. You never know what they're thinking. They try to they play that real close to the vest. They play it really really close.
1: The well, he, they do. Uh, he also mentioned there, and this was fascinating. He he said at the combine last week, Elliott said he heard that Hargrave could get the most money out of any free agent quarterback.
2: I believe that because wow. when Ron Payne got got franchise tagged, that made him that more valuable. Getting yeah. him that more valuable.
1: I just, you know, I mean, Aaron Donald's obviously a different kind of cat, but I, I just never thought we would see a defensive tackle get more money than anybody in free agency ever.
2: Yeah, well, that's I, I think that's the year. Yeah, when you look at the free agents that Who's are out, out there. That's the year. Yeah, that's the just the year. He's he's hitting free agency at a perfect time for himself.
1: Yeah, he is 94-94. Our, our next um, bracket, uh, excuse me, next matchup in our bracket is up here. So who we have next here, Kyle? Is, it, uh, is this our four five?
4: Yeah, so it's our 4-5, and this one's actually, I thought, one of the most interesting ones going into today. It's C.J. Garner-Johnson versus Brandon Graham. I think this was an easy one. Well, no, no, I I think this is maybe the most difficult one because, did I say easy? I think it's the most difficult one because there's the sentimental value of a guy like Brandon Graham, Eagles legend, and then, of course, there's just the simple fact that C.J. Garner-Johnson is a better player at this stage in his career, so...
1: Well, there's also the you said the sentimental, well, but there's he, also he price. It. He' about to go. Yeah, there's he, also he, price.
2: Yeah, he had his farewell tour text or tweet or whatever you want to call video. it. Video. Yeah, he had the video.
4: He's a showman. He'll wait till the pen hits the paper. Yeah, I guess you're right. Man. Yeah, you know, I, also, I still vote for Brandon Graham though.
1: Yeah, I did too. It's kind I of weird. It's kind of weird for Gardner Johnson to put that out. Like, wouldn't he want? Doesn't he want the Eagles involved in the bidding?
4: Yeah, I, well. It- Public negotiations, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. Hey, I'm see, willing see to take more money elsewhere.
1: See all those comments like, bring him back. You got to bring him back. Right, yeah. A pressure. That's what don't,
4: he's do- I don't think they succumb to pressure too much. No, don't they, they, they don't. Really but care. he is, Garner Johnson himself is inviting the uh, the, the Eagles fans to, to be doing this. He was doing a live stream on Twitch mm. last night and somebody commented, like, we should all go in the comments and, and show him love. And he, like, re- you know, retweeted it, like, yeah, come on, you know, everyone show me love. For record, I voted CJ Garner Johnson.
1: So uh, Gardner Graham. Johnson, Brandon Graham, you could vote at Sports Ed, uh, at WIP, and of course at WIP Midday Show on Twitter, and when you call in, um, I think Graham's going to make a run in this poll, and that's my guess. I, I think yeah, Brandon Graham yeah, is going to. Well, <laughs> yeah, well compa- compared to Kelsey Epps, it's actually the fight. Yeah, ain't looking. Well, it's getting better. Yeah, I think Graham, I think I think when you factor in price, some people would rather have Brandon Graham back. Let's go to the lines here. LT's in California. What's up, LT?
5: Hey, what's going on, man? Greetings from the West Coast. <laughs> what's Coast. going
1: on, West Coast? <laughs> hey, LT, what's up, buddy?
5: Man, y'all doing a great job. I just wanted to let y'all know. You know, I'm a for you for me, y'all the morning show, right? So I've been listening to those other dudes for a while, man, and y- y'all fit right in. I like hearing Hugh. Man, he sounds like one of my uncles or
2: something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've been called before, bro. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey, but man, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to put it out there. Like everybody panicking, man. I, I think the off season is more or the next season is more on Howie, but. We shouldn't panic because it was the same thing last year. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's forgetting that Jalen's contract is not going to hit us hard this year. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I expect to happen is we lost some good players. Last year, we lost players, too. They just wasn't good, right? We lost players, and other players stepped up, like T.J. Edwards, after, you know, Singleton left.
1: Right. Um, they lost Stephen Nelson, right? Drafted. They lost players, but none of us cared about those players.
5: Yeah, none of us cared, but we lost them, and we knew we were going to lose them. And what, how he do? He went out— and he starts signing these one-year deals, and that's what I think is coming. I think he's going to go in the draft. We probably don't pick at 30. He probably trades, gets us a decent player uh, on a trade for the 30th pick. We go in, he drafts, you know, hopefully hits a a pick on 10th, but he's not negotiating for this year. He's worried about next year because that's when we got to pay Devontae Smith, and that's when we got to play some of these other dudes. So, to me, I think the negotiations is more about next year. I don't think Howie's worried about losing some of these guys. They had big years, but they were on a great team. They all had career years. It wasn't like these dudes have been doing this every year before that, Before last year. These were career years. And I bet you if you inside the organization, they're not banking on these dudes to have career years again without the same support and cash. So why not go get a top free agent on a one-year prove-it deal just like we did C.J. Uh, uh, Gardner-Johnson and, and and hope it works out, and I think it will, man. So I'm not panicking about the the, the upcoming, uh you know, the upcoming season. I don't think we should ask Jaden to take less. Us in Philly, we was waiting on a quarterback so long, we finally got one. <laughs> and I bet you, I, I guarantee the Chiefs wasn't sitting there going, don't pay Patrick Mahomes. Man, this dude outplayed Patrick Mahomes, but except for one play in Super Bowl, and we up here saying, should we pay him or not? Man, we should get off of that, worry about letting Howie figure it out, how he going to do it in the draft. And I think we're still going to have an excellent season next year. Yeah, that's that's how his job.
2: Like that that is his job. That is when when I saw, I was proud of him too. When he was out there beating his chest, how much y'all should be thanking me. How he went out. <laughs> how is the GM that that I wish we would have had hmm. when we were playing. That's why I believe in him because listen, he's not going to stand pat and, and let this team flounder when he knows for a fact they need to go out and get some assets when they needed some run stuffers. What did they do?
5: Got em. They went out and got we some got run her. stuffers.
2: So so I believe they that how we yeah. got Bradbury. Yeah, you go out and get you go get what you need, man. That's what he does. And he did it in a way where now, okay, it's a reset. It's somewhat of a reset, but hey, guess what? I got my offense intact. We can make another run. Yeah, there
1: really is a lot of and, continuity and offense.
2: I know the NFL well enough to know that if I need to make adjustments during the course of the season, I'm saving some of this money for potentially what could happen during the course of the season if I need to go
1: out and get somebody that might be available. Well, you think about it, and LT we appreciate it. I mean, Hugh, every time the Eagles are in it the last five years, they make a move in the middle of the season. But yeah. it was uh, Ajayi in the Super Bowl year. The next year they got Golden Tate. Now, that didn't work out super well, but, but he did catch a touchdown in the playoff game. And this year, Hugh, you mentioned it. They got Sue. They got Linval Joseph. Like, that's the one thing about Howie I do love and he, there was, I think he had a quote a couple, I forget when it was, a week ago, a month ago. He said, I wake up every day figuring out how we can get better. Yeah. I love
2: and, that. And that's what, listen, <laughs> that's what you want from a GM. I remember, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember uh, I, I heard that there was a conversation that was had and somebody said something about, you know, this is after we lost our second NFC championship game. And somebody said, hey, we, know, we need to go out and get a receiver. And somebody in a, great, in, a, in a strong position said, no, nah, we're good. And somebody else looked at him and said, no, nah, we're not good. We need to go out and get a receiver.
1: And, and, and the, that's
2: how T.O. got here.
1: Yeah, they weren't, you weren't good they enough. You weren't good.
2: You're like, you know, we got enough to win with. Nah, dog, we don't. I don't know who it was. I went, This is secondhand information that I'm giving you. We can all speculate. And so I'm, you can speculate as much as you want to because I don't know if this story is even true. But I do know T.O. was here. And and things changed when he got here, so yeah, you want somebody that's gonna look at this team and say, "Hey, listen, we're close. We're just one or two players away from taking taking that next step." That's what you want Howie to be, man. That's why I'm not I'm not concerned. the 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 uh, um the offense is on lock. We got the offense locked up. Go out as the season progresses, as we get to training camp, there are gonna be moves that could potentially be made. There are gonna be a bunch of free agent rookies that are gonna come.
1: could happen tj edwards was the, he became a guy like that T.J. was an free agent and last year he played well like Epps, right Epps was a, a waiver claim for minnesota he became a starter you need guys like Man,
2: that listen you you going into this season you talk about the secondary that we had and i know everybody get caught, caught up on numbers but listen think about it like this folks everybody else getting better too everybody else chasing you well
1: you're getting better you're getting worse that's, <laughs> yeah, it. that's
2: it that's it so what what you're actually doing is creating competition by saying hey We have some potentially veteran guys leaving in that secondary. We have some positions that's open in the secondary. Who's trying to be that next guy? Who's trying to be the next CJ GJ? Who's trying to be the next Darius Slay? That's what you're doing. You're just putting it it out there where, you know, nothing's etched in stone. If you go out there and you bust your butt and you play well, you'll get a chance to play. And guess what? All those people complaining about, their favorite player being big player, CJ, they're going to get an opportunity to go buy another jersey from <laughs> somebody else. Who well, that balls. is
1: true. You can go get a, a whatever jersey they land on. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard here. The other thing that Elliott said there, uh, he said to watch the Slay situation. He said watch Lane Johnson. What a restructure restructuring. don't they restructure Lane's contract every year? We've been doing this like five years now. Every year, good guy Lane, yeah. He just whatever moved the money around, but he said to watch the Darius Slay. They might restructure him, but if it doesn't happen by Wednesday, it might not happen. Yeah, it might not happen. He might not be here at a 26 million dollar cap. It's there's a lot of change possibly to come. This this week's gonna be wild for the Eagles. 215 592 94 94. It is how you hop board on the other side. We'll hit everybody's phone call on this, and really, I, I'm fascinated what you think on this. Who's going to be more responsible for the success of the 2023 Eagles? I say Jalen Hurts. Hugh says Howie. We'll give you the update on the poll. It, it is, it is right down the middle today, where people landing on this: Hurts or Howie? Who's who's this on? Like, whose shoulders is this going to be on for this next season? Two one five five nine two ninety four nine for the Lamar situation with possible collusion, and of course, we'll get to a camp champ a champ camp check in with. There. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm Player, waiting for opening players day. Mess up, <laughs> guys. I I need it to be opening day. I, I love the champ camp jacket, but that it's a lot of alliteration. I love it, but I, I it's crisp. 9494 and of course our birds for bracket right here on the midday show, Sports Radio ninety four W I P.